the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Hey, you need to hear this. We are going to have an incredible interview and conversation and blessing from Christine DeClaudio. She is on with us. We've already been talking off air. I don't want you to miss this. Uh, She's an incredible (laughs) singer. And let me say hi real quick to Christine, and then I'll introduce in case you don't know about Christine and her incredible impact around the world um, and that she's coming to San Antonio March, March 3rd. So, Christine, how are you doing today? I am so well. It's so good to meet you, even over the phone. And we definitely have to redeem a personal encounter soon. Well, that is fantastic. I'm already looking forward to that very much. So, um, man, I I am excited about that. And, Christine, really, um, I'm going to tell our listeners and our audience, for those those of you that are tuning in because it's Christine – um, I, you know, you you know, uh, her talent, you know, her gifts, you know, her abilities, you may know some of her story. We are going to talk about, um, just several different things that God has put on Christine's heart and it is really awesome. So you are going to be blessed and a good bit of it, I think is going to be about mental, uh, mental health and well-being. whether you're dealing with anxiety, whether you're dealing with depression, suicidal thoughts, or someone that you know, um, God has clearly been just revealing to Christine some beautiful things. Now, let me just tell you that we'll be, we'll be reminding you. I mean, she has these incredible musical abilities and gifts. So just for example, and you have a lot going on, Christine. I don't, I mean, you are, a, mm-hmm. you got a lot going on. <laughs> But uh, so I just want to say this, just for example, um, Christine has over 2 million subscribers to her YouTube channel, 2 million. Uh, that That's a lot of people, Christine. That's a lot of that's people. That's so daunting just to hear that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, just like uh, 100,000 is all. That's all. No. Um, that, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. No, it is not daunting. It's just uh, rewarding just to know that that's, uh, that's what God has done with your talent and what he's promised for you to do anyway. Take his presence with you everywhere you go. And to see that kind of fruit is amazing. So just for example, some of her videos, I'm just going to tell you on YouTube. Again, this is not not Spotify. It's not the other things. I'm a YouTube guy, so I look it up. Uh, just 36 million views. Just for example, I'm going to give one example. 36 million views, a song. I don't, I don't remember which song. I don't remember if it was a concert, but that would be incredible, right? Well, there's another one with 47 million views. So I'm just okay. saying. Oh, you don't know these things. The next one, actually, um, I'm building up 52 million views. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right, Christine, uh, just plug your ears right now. The next one, 59 million views on YouTube. That's just a lot, folks. This is her singing um, alone that we're talking about, her songs that have touched people, obviously, uh, with a global impact. 82 million views uh, on YouTube, another song. And then I believe it's a concert that you did that has the most views that I found. I might have overlooked something. But there is a concert mm-hmm. event. I think it's maybe two hours, 107 million views. To me, that's crazy. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it is. It's so crazy. All that I hear with those numbers is. Yeah? What do you hear? You got to put more time in with the Lord. You got to be more like Jesus. The more people look at you, the more they need to see him. Less of you. More of him. Less of you. So I just, I hear. Definitely to me is more time in the prayer closet. Yeah. Than on the platform. Man, that is the right thing to hear, Christine. I love that. I didn't know what you were going to say, but that just shows me your heart is just really in the right place when that's your response. Well, talk to us about the challenges of being uh, a singer, a minister, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then finding that time to in your prayer closet when you're also a mom. You're also, I mean, you've got all these new things going on with the nonprofit because of your passion and call to help people. I'm struggling with mental Mm -hmm. health. You've got a lot going on. It would be easy. That's the one thing that we can kind of put away is that time with Jesus. So what does that look like for you? Yes. So as I have gone through the wonderful loops of motherhood, you know, when you have a newborn and then you become an expert at a newborn, but then they're toddlers and then you become an expert at toddlers, but then they're preschoolers and then so on and so forth. You know, That's kind of funny. Put behind. Yeah. And just adjusting to it all that it's ever changing and time goes by so fast. I have found a new definition, a new personal mm. definition of pray without ceasing. Mm. Um, oh, where I have to be very intentional in being systematic about it and not goal-oriented about my relationship with the Lord. Meaning, it used to be, uh, okay, this day at this time, I'm going to have my devotional with the Lord, and I'm going to pull out my journal and pull out my Bible and listen to worship music and, like, allocate for that 30 to 60-minute block. Mm. Well, good luck with that if you're a mom of two small children. No doubt. Because everything is very unpredictable, especially for me. And so I've I've seen it in smaller increments. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Wait. Real quick. Especially for Mm -hmm. you. Why do you say especially for you? Because I'm a mom of two little children, which that's a full time in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes, I am an itinerant a minister. A hundred percent. another full-time in and of yes. uh-huh. I am a songwriter, producer, singer, yeah. recording yeah. artist. That's another thing. And I just started heading a nonprofit organization, as you well said, called the Prodigal Heart Foundation. Yeah. That comes alongside people in their mental health and inner healing journeys. So that's another full-time in and of itself. Yikes. So, needless to say, I need to be very intentional about every minute. Yeah. Uh, I haven't figured it out. <laughs> I still fail miserably once I go into social media and boop, there goes an hour. Right, right. Um, so, but one thing that I have tried to be really intentional about is maintaining alignment with my relationship with God, which is my primary relationship. If I don't have that aligned, yeah, everything else kind of lacks. Yeah. And so I like to do something that I've I've taught some of my people and I've shared a little bit about it on social media. I call it the ten ten ten. Yeah. 
And I teach it to people that are uh, newly believers of Jesus, that are creating spiritual discipline. And it works wonders for me where if we're going to set a goal, set a small goal of doing 30 minutes for Jesus a day. The idea is to increase that to tithing your time which is two hours, 40 minutes a day out of 24 hours. Wow. So if you haven't reached two hours and 40 minutes yet as your minimum, it's okay to start small. So three blocks of 10 minutes a day Yeah. where you can choose those three blocks of 10 minutes a day at least. Uh, 10 minutes of worship. You could do it in the morning or listen to songs. 10 minutes of prayer where it's, you know, the earnest prayer, petitional prayer, bring your request unto the Lord and come to him with thanksgiving type prayer. Yeah. And a f- a set minutes aside to listen to what the Lord tells you. And then um, there's the worship, there's the prayer, and there's the meditation. I am one who has learned so much about mindfulness. And yeah. I have noticed that, you know, there's a lot of different approaches to mindfulness and meditation. Yeah. The Word of God tells me that mm. I do not depart from his Word. Mm. that I meditate constantly in this, and that I keep in my mind at as much time as is possible everything pure, everything good, everything lovely, everything, you know, wholesome, everything that's you know, worthy of praise and good for your mind. Yeah. And so 10 minutes aside for that. And what I find is you set the small goal of 10 minutes, and very rarely yeah. do I hear people that have gone into this practice that say, Oh, I only did 10 minutes of worship because I had to go. Usually it extends okay. into your day, or yeah. people will repeat it. Or, you know, that's my little formula. I have little kinks and quirks, and I'm very systematic, and it works for me. I like it. Um, I like it. And it's working for other people as well. So small increments developing a system to be near to God as opposed to like a one big goal that people yeah. with busy lives just can't attain as easily as people that that have the time. It's great when, you know, you have a pastor who's actually harbored financially by a church family that can do this throughout the day and be okay. But with other people that have other types of work and are busy, 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 this has already proven to be a blessing. It's a blessing for me. I wake up in the morning. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Yeah. Help me to align my heart with you. Claim the blood of Jesus every single day over me and my family. Mm. I declare openness in my spirit to receive from him and a closedness in my spirit to receive anything that is not from him. Mm, And then I just kind of let him fill out the rest of my day. And I have my little bits and pieces where like, usually I'll escape to the bathroom. Yeah. This is the only place that I could be absolutely alone. That's true. Yeah. And like my husband already knows, like, I got to go to the bathroom, but you just went. No, but I got to go again. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, oh, she's going to pray. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's great. (laughs) And it, it helps. Yeah. Just to keep Jesus in the forefront of my mind yeah. is, in and of itself, praying without ceasing. Right. Staying connected. Man, that is good. Yeah, that's the long version of how I try to keep up with my spiritual discipline. Yeah. No, Christine, that's that's fantastic. And I just think that's a really practical way to share with people. I'm, I'm really thankful that you shared it with us as well. Just because it does, speaking of daunting, it can sound so daunting like, oh, you need to do this amount of time or whatever. But the 10, 10, 10 mm-hmm. um, is really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's and think good. about it. 10 minutes is two YouTube videos. Yeah. Five to 10 TikToks. 
Yeah. It's not it's not a lot of time at all. Right. You're right. Yeah. No, that's really good. All right. Well, talk to us about um, some of this mental health. Um, talk to about mm-hmm. some of your journey. And obviously, God yeah. um, is taking you right out of the scripture where he talks about the same comfort that you've received. You're going to console and comfort others, which is really exciting because so many people yeah. are dealing with this. So, Christine, where can you start? I'm giving you just kind of the open check. Where do you want to start with that? Okay, I'll start from the beginning and try to condense as much as possible. Okay, you don't like have to, to condense for us. Parts of my story. Okay, there's the former part, the early life part of my story that I actually put in a book called The Prodigal Heart. Oh, okay. Um, where I share uh, my journey overcoming grief from losing my father when I was six. Mm. He had addictive tendencies and behaviors and complications of it. Uh, took his life when I was six. Mm. I was uh, wow. sexually abused at five. Oh, man. Um, my mom remarried, and we moved from New York, where I was born and everything I knew, to Puerto Rico, which major culture shock, oh, not yeah. fitting in, Yeah. going through bullying and rejection, up wow. until having tons of daddy issues, projecting all of those daddy issues on this guy that I fell in love with in my college, early college years. Okay. Um, having a bad breakup, emotional, mental, spiritual crisis, going into a passive-aggressive rebellion while being the worship leader at a large, influential church in my town, Mm. living and lashing out with my actions while I was away at college, and, like, one area of my life became very distant to the other. Okay, right. And hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Facing... Which, which I know now are symptoms of depression and suicidal ideation. Okay. Hitting okay. rock bottom, reaching out to the Lord in the worst possible attitude, uh, you know. <laughs> will you snarky, please? Hey, if you, you're real, if you're out there, if you exist, you better show me before midnight. Because if not, la, 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 la. I, type yeah. attitude. Yeah, please do share this story. Um, I, watched, I watched you tell this, and I got chills um, listening mm-hmm. to it three times. So, yeah, please continue, wow. Christine. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, when I reached that point of no return, and I, I felt that the Lord was wanting to do a work in me, but I was really closed off. I was, you know, doing my own thing. Yeah. I was very angry at God. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad to know now that God doesn't take our anger and use it against us, that Ooh. His grace covers for that. Yeah. And it's it's abundant enough to cover for that. Yeah. And aside from that, I mm. also learned that That's good. even if we come to the Lord with a bad attitude, but an open heart, He's going to focus on the open heart. Come on. And then on. He'll deal with whatever is causing the bad attitude later. Man, you've got a way. He says, you know, yeah. He 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 will knock at the door. And it doesn't matter if you open it gently, come in, kind Savior, or <laughs> slam it open and it's like, you're going to come in already? <laughs> he doesn't look at that attitude. He looks at the open door and he steps in. I love that. But he needs to be invited in, you know, to do a good work in us. And he does heal us from the pain that causes bad attitudes. Yeah. Um, and he overlooks them. That's what I'm trying to say. And so wow. I'm glad he overlooked my bad tone. Yeah. In my heart. Yeah. And he took advantage of an open heart, even for a brief second, 
And he did like a miraculous show of his grandeur because I kind of gave him an ultimatum one night. You like, did. You know, yeah, you, you definitely did. And you have plans for me and you really love me like the Bible says and all this yada yada that I <laughs> talk about from the altar. And like, is it even real? If you if you are real, you need to show me before midnight. If not, I'm just going to go out into the world and stop being a Christian. Yeah. And if I die and I go to hell, well, then so be it. And I was. <laughs> yeah really not in the right headspace. Right. Well, that night before midnight, yeah. this mysterious woman shows up at a restaurant I was eating. Wow. And she came to me with a direct answer from the Lord. Wow. She was heavily prophetic, mm. highly discerning, yeah. super anointed, and she came to me and she said, this says the Lord to you. Mm. I am the Lord your God. I do exist. Jeez. I do love you. And I do have plans for your life. If you allow me to, I will show you them today. And I'm like, Lord, yeah. quite literally. Yeah. Like my body is under this weight of glory and I'm like bending over yeah. under the weight of, wow, the creator of the universe just yeah. did this grand gesture mm. to show me that his eye mm -hmm. is on me, mm -hmm. that I do have a father. Yes. That I'm not an orphan, that I'm not forgotten, that I'm not overlooked, mm. that I am special to him. Yeah. And I was I was overcome mm. by love. Yeah. And by grace. Mm. And I was confronted with my sin and I was confronted with my double life. Mm. But it was the way I like to describe it is, you know, you there's a little child. And, you know, dad or mom is just watching them. It's like, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. That's good. Be careful. You're going a little too far. It's not safe. Be careful. And lo and behold, they don't listen and bloop, they fall and there's blood everywhere and <laughs> skin knees and cuts right. and bruises. And the kid doesn't know whether to stay there or stand up. And there's screams and ah, it's not. And it's like <laughs> chaos. Right, right. And then a good parent, a good father, mm. just comes up with tenderness yeah, and says, baby, I really would have wished that this didn't happen. Mm. But it did. Mm. And look, look what's happened. You're hurt. But come, let me hold you. Let me heal you. It's mm. going to sting, but you'll be better if you let me heal you. Wow. And that's what I felt that night. It was August. Uh, I believe it was August 22nd mm. of 2003 Yeah, when I dedicated or rededicated my life to the Lord, never to return to my ways yeah. and fully giving him authority and power and rule over my existence. Like I threw everything down the wayside for the sake of following him because yeah. I didn't want to risk his presence not being evident in my life one more day. Yeah. I, I, I learned that I needed him more than I needed whatever desires I had to be or do whatever in life. Yeah. And so fast forward. Yes. Uh, shortly after that, I met my husband. Okay. And we got married and yeah. we started doing ministry together from when we got engaged. And okay. A decade later, um, we start thinking about, you know, settling down and having kids and growing the family and, you know, all, all the beautiful things right. of just being parents and watching children grow and being able to instill into them what we've learned from the Lord so far. 
Mm-hmm. And then I got diagnosed with infertility. Oh my gosh, I didn't even see I that had, part of your story. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is this is second part of the story begins. Yeah. Uh, I had underwent like a lot of inner healing from a spiritual standpoint, a lot of seeking the Lord and wanting to be near Him and finding a lot of freedom from spiritual wounds. Yeah. Um, wow. And so I get diagnosed with infertility about 10, 11 years later. Uh, it was an uphill battle because the infertility came due to a condition called endometriosis that I suffered for 20 years. Okay. And because it had been so long with like this debilitating condition, the doctor said your womb is probably, it probably will never conceive because there's so much scar tissue. Wow. And so we scheduled a, uh, surgery to try to remediate, remediate the situation and see, you know, what's, what's the extent, uh, why are you not being able to conceive? Your womb yeah. is not working. It might be calcified, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, in the meantime, while I waited for the surgery, uh, two years had already gone by with me trying to fix it other ways without mm. having to do surgery. Okay. And at a prayer meeting, after, the day after I truly surrendered to the Lord, my desire to be a mother. I was like, you know what, God? Just take it. Yeah. If, if you want to give me children, that's fine. If you, it's not in the book of life for me to conceive, but be a mother some other way, and I, I accept yeah, whatever wow. your will is. Um, there's a prayer meeting at church, and hands got laid on me, and I felt, Something moved inside of my belly, and it felt like really, really, really hot oil, water, whooshing thing inside of me. Wow. That was about 30 minutes, and it wouldn't wouldn't go away. And I'm, like, shaking, feeling this thing happening. I'm like, okay, God, I'm believing you're doing this. I'm believing you're doing this. I'm believing you're healing me. So shortly after, I get scheduled for that surgery, and the doctor comes out of the operating room. Shortly after, scra- literally scratching his head, my husband tells me. Wow. And telling him how confused he is because he was sure he was going to spend hours cleaning up my insides. And oh, my gosh. Knowing that it probably had spread to other organs because of the symptoms I was having. Wow. And he said, I, I have a book of all the pictures that I took, and all the organs are brand new. Her womb is like a teenager's womb. I don't understand what's going on. Oh, my gosh. All I can say is. There's no scientific explanation for this. You are people of faith. You prayed because you know I laid hands and anointed everybody who was going to touch my body <laughs> before they did. Right. I'm like, uh, does it matter if you believe in Jesus or not? I need his spirit to connect with yours so that you do a good job on my body because I still have a mission to fulfill on this earth. Yeah. And you cannot make a mistake. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> doing a whole prayer. And then I go into the OR. Doctor comes out. He's like, y'all are people of faith. You must have somebody out there that really likes you because... The only thing that explains this is a miracle. And he wow. put it on the chart. Divine intervention. Oh, my possible, gosh. Uh, probable explanation oh for my. the disappearance, blah, blah, blah. And he explained it from scientific terms, and I'm like, awesome. Wow. Shortly after, I conceived my son, okay. Ian Anthony, yeah. my miracle baby, my grace child. Oh, my gosh. He's four years old today. Yeah. Six months after he was born, I conceived Kenzie, my overabundant miracle, (laughs) and she's three today. They're 16 months apart. Uh Uh-huh. Totally God's plan, not mine. Right, (laughs) right, right. And after Kenzie was born, I had a very difficult traumatic birth with Ian, 
Yeah. He almost died. I almost died. Oh it was gosh. a lot of physical trauma. Yeah. And wow. Kenzie's birth, however, was total redeeming mm. of that experience. Okay. There were so many things that happened that were the same thing happened, but well with yeah. Kenzie. Okay. It was eerily similar. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. And then after Kenzie was born, my body recovered pretty much immediately. I was up and leading worship on platform two weeks later, like I had not pushed out mercy. a hard baby. Mercy. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. You're a go-getter. However, yes. However, I know it's coming. However. My, though my body was doing great, mm. my mind and my soul were very, very depleted and broken. Mm. And though I had in the past tended to my spiritual wounds, I had never understood that I needed to tend to the emotional and mental wounds mm. that my past trauma had brought on. Okay. A lot of which got triggered when I now became a mother and some things in history started repeating themselves. From my history, they started repeating themselves into my children. Oh. And all of those triggers huh. started coming forth, and I fell very quickly into a deep, dark, horrendous postpartum depression, where, for those listening, postpartum depression hits one in three new moms. Whoa, that's high. And, yes, it's very high. Oh, my gosh. Now, the problem that we're facing with postpartum issues, postpartum depression there's postpartum anxiety. There's postpartum grief. I suffered from oh. all of those three. Oh. There's also postpartum psychosis. Okay. There is uh, different wow. issues of mental health that happen <clears throat> when the perfect storm of hormonal, chemical, emotional, mental, spiritual depletion comes together. Yeah. And I was absolutely depleted. I was yeah. giving, 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 but not really knowing to replenish. Okay. I just didn't know how. Yeah. I didn't know that you replenish your mind. I didn't know that you complete something called the cycle of stress. I didn't know that you recover emotionally. I didn't know that you're supposed to release physical energy from your body when you go through a traumatic experience. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. I just knew that I had to give, 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 say yes, 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 and mm. just suffer it on my own and call myself a strong woman. Go mm. figure. Wow. Um, however, I started getting these really strange symptoms that weren't, they didn't go according to my personality. As you said before, mm. I'm a very joyful and yes. full of life. And mm -hmm, for it, sure. It, I really enjoy injecting hope and life into people. Yeah. I am a natural encourager. Yeah. But I started feeling discouraged. My inner dialogue was being discouraging. Ah. I started feeling inadequate, like I was the worst possible option God chose to be the mother of these precious children. Yeah. I started feeling a sadness that I couldn't explain mm. that just didn't agree with who I was. I started feeling uh, that it was a struggle to think about being alive the next day. And then the idea of suicide came in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yes, I do understand the stigma that mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, many a vast array of mental health disorders could be cataloged from a spiritual stigmatized standpoint as, oh, that's merely spiritual. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you're depressed? Go and get prayer and have them anoint you with oil 
and it'll go away. I because see. that's just the enemy attacking you. Or, oh, anxiety, you have a panic attack? Uh, you probably have demons. You know, you got to get them out. Gotcha. Um, right. Where that might be real for some people. Uh-huh. Go on. Yeah. It, it might be overtly spiritual. You know, there's something called generational curses. There's a vast array of things in the spiritual world that could be a foothold to mental health conditions. Right. But most of the time, it boils down to needs are not being met mm. and a covering of community is not present. Mm. So we get isolated into needs that are already lacking in our life, you know, hierarchy of needs. You need to have food and shelter and safety and companionship yeah. and a, a place to feel safe. And some people just simply don't have that or don't feel that they have that. Mm. That could be a major cause for depression. Yeah, Not okay. being surrounded by people who can be your tribe and embrace you when you're down or celebrate wow. you when you're up. Right. That could be another cause for depression. Not being able to work in what your passion is could be another cause for depression. Sure. And that can be what causes the chemical imbalance that then sends everything out of whack. Gotcha. Bottom line is... Yeah. The Lord taught me more than ever through this process yeah. of having to go to therapy, being like literally an intervention by a dear midwife that helped me with both of my children's birth. Yeah. That confronted me in a sweet, loving way, but confronted me all the same when she asked me for the first time since I conceived my first child. Yeah. Not until six weeks after I gave birth to my second had anyone asked me, how are you? What's going on inside of you? Mm. How do you feel? Wow. And that question by that midwife right before she discharged me yeah. from the physical care yeah. was what saved my life. Really? And her holding me accountable and giving me a card for a therapist, a spirit-filled expert in mental health therapist. Yeah. That when I received that card in my hand, I shook because I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to have to see it? And I don't mean this in any derogatory way for yeah. those listening. But my first thought is, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm so foregone that I have to see a shrink. Sure. Right. Right? Because that's the first thing we think. We don't see it as health. We see it as the detriment thereof. Yeah. Yeah. And she gave me, my midwife gave me that card, said, I am going to be texting you and calling you every hour. Wow. Until you have told me you have an appointment oh with her. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. And she did. <clears throat> For the next 48 hours, every waking hour, she oh would God. send me a message or call me. How's your appointment going? I called, <laughs> but she hasn't answered. How's your appointment going? I left another message. How's your appointment going? Okay, I finally got an appointment. It's in a month. She's like, are you able to hold on until that month, or do I need to call you tomorrow to see how you're doing? Wow. That saved my life. Yes. And wow. after sitting in a psychotherapy chair of a very emphasis on spirit-filled therapist. Yes. Who invites the Holy Spirit into session. Yeah. And lets the Holy Spirit speak mm -hmm. and move and shake and change and still and fix. Yeah. That made the difference in my life. I've been in therapy for three years now. Yeah. I don't know how much more I'll be in, but I do know that it's made a difference Yeah. because I, I finally have something wonderful called alignment. Mm -hmm. And I finally understand from a really, really close standpoint what Jesus meant when he said, when they asked him, what do you have to do to be saved? Yeah. 
And he emphasized on, you know, what the Shema says. Love the Lord your God with all your mind and all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and love others as you love yourself. Which one of the things that I have, you know, explored and discovered is some learning differences that I also have. I, I have diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia. Okay. And as a dyslexic, sometimes I look at things from hind forth instead of forth to back. Okay. And I, I flipped that scripture studying it one day because it just came naturally to me with the dyslexia. Yeah. And I said, well, what if I see it? What if I see it on the flip end? Mm, okay. Interesting. Love yourself. So that you could love others well, yeah, God included, yeah, and love God with all your strength, your body, mm-hmm. with your mind, your thoughts, right, with your soul, your emotions, and with your heart, your will. Yeah. Oh, and it made sense to me that day. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it starts with loving yourself. Mm. Duh. <laughs> like, oh, so I am loving myself by getting well. So I am loving myself by exploring the things that are going on inside of me that are probably not comfortable, but I need to deal with so that I can heal and surrender to the Lord. Oh, so I am actually cleaning out the four integral parts of my being yeah. so that they can better love the Lord and people fully. Yeah. So this is actually working on my salvation. Mm. Ah, that was a big light bulb moment for me. Yeah, wow. And it's been the, the, the propulsion behind the work that I'm now doing with the Prodigal Heart Foundation, yeah. which is simply an organization that comes alongside leaders and people that are undergoing their mental health recovery and inner healing journey. Yeah. It's helping them to love the Lord every part of their four integral being areas. Yeah. Um, and, it, I mean, to love the Lord your God with everything is quite literally everything. Yeah. And so that's my story, short version. <laughs> I love it. Man. Wow, Christine. Um, well, thank you so much. I know we... Uh, we could talk a lot longer and maybe we're going to get that opportunity. I hope and pray. I know you're very busy doing your five things, at least five things, a hundred percent. Um, but, uh, man, what a blessing. Um, just everything that you've shared with us and the journey that you're going through and the transparency and authenticity with which you share it. And I love the way you put things. You have such a gift for words, um, not just a gift for Thank music, you. which obviously plays in together with lyrics and, and all that. But, yeah, you have such a gift of words, and you're such a, a thinker. Um, and a feeler. So just uh, thank you so much, mm. Christine. Yeah, what a blessing to share that all with us. Thank you. Yeah, wow. That's very encouraging, Steve. Um, and I will share yeah. words that I learned from Lisa Bevere. Yeah. The enemy knows mm. what your strength is. Yeah. From the moment you are conceived. Mm. And he will do everything it takes to make you believe mm that the strength that God is using for your destiny to be fulfilled to be seen as a weakness. Ah. Which, hearing you say that I have a way with words, is encouraging to that matter. 
because I always grew up thinking you can't talk. Oh my Nobody gosh. Nobody will understand you. Oh you my. cannot communicate. Yeah. No, you're terrible. You, you're dyslexic. You have ADHD. It won't work. When God told me to write a book on my story, yeah. I laughed. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you want right. the ADHD dyslexic to write a book? That's funny. Right. And, and, and so I will say this. Yeah. Whatever is depressing, and I'll, I'll speak directly to people that are listening. Please do. I feel really strongly in my heart that there's someone listening yep. that is thinking, uh, yeah, it's easy for you to say to not, that you can overcome depression when your depression is coming because you can't amount to anything in life. Mm. Well, I'm very certain yeah. that the things that you are considering your weakness ah. are actually your superpowers in training. It's good. And the areas that you are being tested in and shaken in and broken in yeah. are areas that God is not just going to heal, but in your process of healing, enable you with authority to call healing for other people to manifest. Mm. But this is not just about our singular individual processes. Yeah. When we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't come out alive just for us. Yeah. We come out That's alive right. to carry the keys that we have snatched within that valley mm. so that we can open doors for healing and salvation and safety and freedom for other people. Come on. Just like Jesus did. Come on. Amen. Dang. Yeah, you Amen. got away with words. Yeah, you got away with words. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Steve. Oh, Christine, that is amazing. Wow. <laughs> I am so excited. This is, uh, man, this is incredible. Well, thank you so much for all this time that you gave us today. I know it was a lot more than you planned on, and mm -hmm. that's a blessing to us. And I pray that God blesses you back um, with whatever you need, which sounds like about 54 hours in a day, but that that's probably not coming. But <laughs> I, I pray that God blesses, uh, continues to bless your ministry and your impact. Like I said, it's it's uh, worldwide. And we're just excited that you're coming to San Antonio as well. Uh, mm -hmm. March 3rd at the SP. It's downtown. It used to be called the Sunset Station. I've seen concerts down there. It's right next to the Alamo Dome. Come down, eat dinner, yep. and let's go and be blessed and come into the presence of God, worship Him, and receive healing. And uh, it's going to be something really fantastic. So I just want to encourage people to join me there Thursday, March 3rd. Also, we have some listeners uh, that catch more towards Corpus Christi the next night, March 4th. You'll be at the Selena Auditorium, downtown Corpus. It's a great venue as well. And uh, I just don't think you all want to miss it. So um, Christine DeCladio, um, man, you are beautiful. You are a joy. You are a help. You are a healer. And you're an encourager, mm -hmm. and you have a way with words. You have a gift, and you've shared it today, and it has blessed us. So just thank you so much. Incredible. Thank you so much for that, Steve. And thank you, everybody, who's stayed on until this time and has been interested in any part of my story. I pray that for the sake of you, I can become more like Jesus. Mm, that's good. That's good. All right. Can you just stand mm -hmm. by one second so I can talk to you off air real quick, if I promise real quick? Indeed. Okay. All right. I just want to sign off with our listeners and people watching on Facebook and here in the podcast. I'm Steve Teal with Very Bold Radio and Podcast. And just what we've been talking about, what Christine has been sharing from her heart, from her soul, is, man, everything about it, just there's there's so much there. But ultimately, to me... 
it's that hope of Jesus Christ that he's with us in everything, the ups, the downs, the struggles, the victories, the defeats, the challenges, the temptations, the hurts, the doubts, the pain, all of it, the aches, everything. He, he never forsakes you. He never leaves you. He is with you, and he is, he is walking with you through it. And maybe for you listening today or watching today, there's somebody that's struggling that you get to be that person like the midwife for Christine that said, hey, I'm not – no, I'm going to stay in your face until you make that appointment, until you get in touch with the therapist, uh, spirit-filled therapist that can help you or whatever that may be. Maybe that's your job today, or maybe it is to be on your knees praying and interceding for someone. Um, and, uh, man, I'm just, yeah, I'm blessed by Christine today. And I know you were as well. So ultimately all those things that Jesus is with us and that he has promised that resurrected life. And he has given us his Holy spirit and given us one another to help build each other up and to walk through those wounds. That gives me great hope. And the apostle Paul wrote about it in second Corinthians three twelve. This is how we sign off. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very bold radio and podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.